Welcome to College Knowledge, Learning Allies podcast for college students who are blind or visually impaired. We will begin with episode one, a very brief history of college success at Learning Allies. In this episode, we will introduce you to some of the program staff and explain briefly what the program is about. Here to help unearth this history is my co-host, Rashad Jones. Thanks, Rachel. Uh, but before we get to that, I think we should probably tell our listeners why we're here in the first place. So what got you interested in the program? Well, Rashad, I have been blind all my life. I have always had a passion for music and I earned bachelor's degrees in vocal performance and composition, and master's degrees in voice performance and music theory pedagogy. Um, after I graduated in 2013, I moved back to California to teach. I am currently teaching voice at an arts academy and choir at a local high school, as well as performing freelance. I began working as a CST mentor in 2017, and I have really enjoyed it. I have learned a great deal from my colleagues and students, and I really value the many discussions I have had with them. This program is such a great resource, and I wish that it had been available to me when I was in school. So how about you, Rashad? Well, thanks, Rachel. Um, I'm Rashad Jones, and I'm excited to be one of the hosts of College Knowledge. I really am. I've worked, I have um, retinopathy of prematurity, so that's what caused my visual impairment. Um, so that's something I've dealt with all my life. Uh, but um, I work at a local center for independent living here in my hometown um, called Access to Independence. And um, there, I help students of all ages focus on goals and developing their futures. I've worked for Learning Allies since 2016, and my students and I teach one another on a regular basis. You know, um, I was struggling in college, a music education major, so we've got some similarities there. But I was trying to figure it all out, um, oftentimes on my own. So I really know what it's like to feel like you're the only blind college student around anywhere. I know what it's like to know that you have potential, but not really know how to unlock that potential. I'm excited to share some tips and tricks that will hopefully make your journey a little bit better and more fulfilling. Well, enough about us. Let's hear from our guests. Do you have our first guest, Rashad? Yeah, I sure do. Um, our first guest is Kristen Waitucky, our curriculum and content editor, who has been part of Learning Allies since 1993, part of its staff off and on since 2005, and part of the program since 2014. Blind since birth, Kristen wears many hats in her life. In the CSP, College Success Program, she's in charge of hunting down engaging content for you, the students. Outside of the program, she is an author, a teacher, and the mother of three children. So welcome, Kristen, to College Knowledge. Thanks, Rashad and Rachel, for having me. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's get started. I got a few questions to ask you. So. How did you become interested in the program? Well, I've been in college a long time, probably longer than most people recommend. Um, so my bachelor's degree is in music and I have 
master's degrees in gifted education, creative writing, and teaching students who are blind or visually impaired. Um, and along the way, I've had a lot of great experiences in higher education and some that weren't so good. So I think of myself um, primarily as an introvert, for instance, but I had to learn to be really outgoing and to advocate mm -hmm. any second, you know, to make sure I could participate fully in my college experience. And a yeah. lot of students who are blind or visually impaired, if they're lucky, um, have to transition from having a lot of support in the K-12 setting, such as um, AIDS and TVIs and O&M, mm -hmm. uh, to having much, much less support in the college setting. And I really wanted to develop materials that addressed them directly as they go through that transition. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, really providing that support is something that um, I feel very strongly about. So I'm glad that we have you to head that up. Um, so could you please tell us how the program got to start? Learning Ally contracted with a research firm called Conifer and the firm wanted to find out what students who are blind or visually impaired really needed. And I think Learning Ally was expecting to get some recommendations about books because as many people know, uh, we are at least first, first and foremost, sorry, as many people know, we are an audiobook library. So Learning Ally was hoping to gather some information about how to make the books better, but they were also open to basically anything that came out of the research. And Conifer followed a group of 15 students um, through their semesters at college and spent time with them inside and outside of their classes and talked with them and people who worked closely with them. Um, and based on all of that data, they came up with four key insights that mm -hmm. really drove our program. The first insight was that students really needed to be at the center mm -hmm. of their learning from day one when they started school. So they had to be aware of all of the people in their networks who were there for them, but also how to actually utilize those relationships mm -hmm. right away. And if they didn't, they were already behind. Um, people in their networks included professors, disabilities offices, um, people the offices contracted with to help with reading or note taking, um, you know, just to name a few of those mm -hmm. uh, relationships. And there are several more, you know, and that's way more than a typical student would have to deal with. So yeah. um, the BBI student really comes in having to, to work with those relationships right away. And if they yeah. weren't, if they weren't proactive with them, then they were falling behind. Um, the second insight was that the classroom was really at the center of people's learning experiences. If you didn't show up to class, you missed a whole lot of information, uh, even if you were trying to catch up with the notes. And if you were in class and you had a professor who wasn't working very well, you know, who was talking, um, in visual language like mm -hmm. saying this and over there and as you can see from the picture i've drawn on the board uh <laughs> then that student was again already very much behind the third insight was that students really needed to use technology efficiently um, which many of them could because we are in a digital age but they were not applying it very well in the college setting so you can't really write a paper on your iPhone, for instance. Just doesn't work. 
Um, and then the final insight was that students were often isolated from campus activities, um, mm. whether it was because things were posted on signs or they didn't know how to get to the meeting or the dining hall or wherever, or, um, you know, they just felt self-conscious about putting themselves out there. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of students ended up being isolated. Uh, another thing that led to social isolation was that some of the students in the study were taking courses online. Um, they were doing this for financial and logistical reasons. Um, but one drawback to that was that they felt really disconnected from their peers. Um, so basically, we took all of that information and we designed a program that we hope addresses some of those concerns and others that came up along the way. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Sounds like a lot went into developing the program and, and a lot of care was taken. So, um, you know, so to be the best it could be. So could you just describe um, the primary components of the program? So what, are the, what, what is the program really made of? The first component of the program is the one that I think is the most popular, and it's certainly the one that students engage with the most deeply, and that is mentorship. So students meet with mentors who are blind or visually impaired, and often the mentors share their interests, um, mm -hmm. maybe their broad field of study or their visual impairment or um, their technology. Um, there's something that they have in common. and. Yeah. The mentors are people who have successfully navigated their undergraduate experience. So they're in grad school or they're working or both and can really relate to where the students are and can help them to make sure that they don't have the terrible experiences that we saw in our research. <laughs> so, um, the second component of the program is the one that I primarily work with, and that is a curriculum of resources. So we have several courses that students can access on their own time about a number of the challenges that come up when you are blind or visually impaired and you're in college. The original five courses came directly from our research. So they are communicating with professors, discovering technology, learning effectively, making social connections, and partnering with your disabilities office. They're all pretty self-explanatory and we will delve into them in future episodes. And then yeah. the courses we came up with since the program started after those first five were launched were basically based on mentor feedback. So for instance, we are very lucky to have a travel and O&M course uh, written primarily by an O&M instructor with help from mentors. And we have a course about living on your own for the first time. Um, we have one about career exploration, um, one about low vision. So there's a lot of dynamic content in the curriculum that's always you know, changing and growing. So we're really happy about that. Yeah, as one of the um, mentors, and you know, one of the things that we have to do is um, you know, go through every so often and test the curriculum out, so to speak. And I have noticed that over the years that I've been working with Learning Ally and the College Success Program, it's gotten better and better every time. So I think it's something that hopefully is useful to students. Yeah. Um, and the final component is community. And that takes, 
many different forms from our Facebook pages that everybody can see to mm -hmm. our Facebook group for members to a weekly meetup event that basically allows students who are in the program to chat informally with mentors. Um, one of the exciting developments from the meetups is that these are events that really encourage all students to join. And some of the students who are already working with mentors are joining. But a lot of new students come on and they just want to check out what the program's about and stay for a few minutes and then they end up signing up for a mentor. And I think that's a really cool development. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. So um, moving right along here, I've got another, just a few questions for you. You've been so generous, might as well keep you talking. So um, <laughs> what is your job like on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, I work primarily from my home office, which is in Highland Park in my house, about half an hour from Learning Allies headquarters in Princeton. I'm close enough so that I can go into the office when I'm needed. And when I don't go in, I meet with colleagues through Zoom, which is an accessible meeting software platform. Um, and then to complete my work, which is a lot of writing and editing, I use either a computer running JAWS for Windows or I use a Braille note. I work really closely with our marketing and social engagement manager, who you'll meet in a few minutes, the mentor mm -hmm. coordinator, who you'll meet on the next episode, our program director, and some program staff. Um, so just to give you an idea of some of the random things I end up doing, um, mm -hmm. so for instance, I'll write a letter about an event and the engagement manager will edit it and then prepare it for distribution or she'll write something and I'll check it. Um, I work really closely with the mentor coordinator to mm -hmm. interview mentors and train them. Um, I offer support to a group of them. I communicate with program stakeholders like funders and the advisory panel, um, which is a group of experts who helps to influence the shape of our curriculum. Um, often in the summer, if I can, I supervise an, an intern or two. Mm -hmm. um, and finally, most importantly, I mm -hmm. sometimes write, but I usually just facilitate um, course topics or blog content. Um, usually, I feel like just my experience is not really enough to have a robust curriculum. So I get a lot of input from our mentors or other experts in the field or blind students I know. And that's what gives the curriculum its dynamic voice, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, like I said earlier, you've done a, an incredible and continue to do an incredible amount for the program. Um, you're awfully busy. Do you ever have time to breathe? Do you ever? <laughs> yes, yes, but only because breathing is an involuntary activity. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way, way you could uh, fit it in, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, just um, as we're wrapping up this interview, um, what projects or new changes are you looking forward to in the future for the program? Well, we're hoping to expand some elements of the program to high school students so that they can learn some of these skills before they get to college and don't have time to look at the curriculum. We want them to actually know how to communicate with their professors before they ever have to do it. Um, so, but we're not quite sure what that's going to look like just yet. We're still mm -hmm. gathering data through surveys and through focus groups to try to figure that out. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a really, um, really cool piece that we implement if we're able to do it because, you know, with most things, the earlier you start on something, 
the more familiar and comfortable you are with it. And it just makes the whole process go that much more smoothly. So exactly. um, that's something that I personally am I'm looking forward to. All right. So um, moving along again, um, what is one piece of advice that you would give to a student on this journey? Well, it can be scary and overwhelming at times, but try to delve into a few different interests. So if there's more than one hobby that you're interested in, maybe try to explore it um, if you can while you have these four, four or so years to do it. Because yes. you never know where your job life will take you and having a mm. few different areas of knowledge that you love will make it a lot more interesting and your adult career a lot more satisfying, I think. Yeah, okay. So it sounds like you're saying just don't be afraid to get out there and see what, what all you can do between all your studies, yeah? Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, Kristen, really, thank you so much for coming in and, um, you know, sharing all that you do and, and everything that you've contributed to our program. Um, we really appreciate you taking the time to stop by this evening. Thanks, Rashad. No problem. Thank you. Well, unlike our last guest, our next guest is relatively new to the program, but she's already brought a social energy. And, you know, we're really noticing that students are engaged more and, um, you know, we're happy about that. So Katie Otagio lives in Pennsylvania, has a passion for marketing, and is a mother of two. So welcome, Katie, to our um, College Knowledge. Thank you so much for joining us. And thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I've got a few questions for you. Sure. Um, how did you become interested in college success and in blindness and visual impairment in general? Yes, yeah, so I definitely have a different story than, than everybody else on the podcast. Um, mm -hmm. I'm new to this. This is new to me. Um, I'm not new to school programs, to education, mm -hmm. to college programs, but I'm new to uh, the, the blind and visually impaired community. So um, you know, that, that's one aspect of it that is very interesting to me. It's always interesting for all of us to learn about something new. So I'm really enjoying that piece of it. But I, I come to Learning Ally. I, I'm really new. I started back in October. Um, so I've only been here for a few months. And mm -hmm. I'm, I've worked, though, before that in a lot of education programs, um, everything okay. from health and wellness programs, school feeding programs, STEM competitions, uh, financial literacy and education, um, just a wide variety of things. And uh, when I learned about this position, which um, mm -hmm. you know, is a engagement marketing type position, it really was uh, attractive to me. And I thought that uh, it'd be a great opportunity to continue working on education programs, uh, but in a, in a new capacity. Um, so, so yeah, so that's how I kind of landed here. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that sounds wonderful. We are, again, certainly just thrilled to have your um, spirit and vitality um, in that side of, of, of what we do. So, you know, welcome aboard. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what is your role in the program, speaking of which? Yeah, so technically my title is CSP Engagement Operations Manager. Uh, so that's a long way of saying that I pretty much market and engage the program. Uh, so there's kind of two aspects to what I do. I bring about 
brand awareness to the program. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, put out things like social media and emails and really just try to get the name out there. So people are aware that there's this great resource out there available to them. And then from there, once people are signed up, I do a lot of work to get them more engaged in the program, to be using it, to be aware of any new things that we may have coming out. Um, you know, all the things that you would expect to hear once you've already joined a program. Uh, so that's kind of the two sides of what I do. Um, I work with Kristen, who you heard from before. Uh, we work together mm -hmm. a lot. And she mentioned, you know, writing emails and stuff and, and social things. And that, that, that's where I come in. You know, I work with other members of the team and across Learning Ally and you know really my focus is just on making sure that this program is put out there into the world and people are aware of it and then once they know about it that they're using it. Okay so that kind of includes your day-to-day -day, um, kind of hit on, on what I was going to ask you about next but that's kind of your day-to-day -day, just um, coming up with posts and things like that um, to market us and, or is that Part of what yeah, it's anything that falls under a marketing bucket, and that can be social media, that can be emails, that can be um, if Learning Ally decides to go to a conference and exhibit or do a workshop or uh, put on a webinar or things like this podcast. Um, it's it's creating, taking all that content, kind of creating it, putting some words around it, and then getting it out there through, you know, however, whatever means make the most sense for us to do that. So that's kind of what it all boils down to. Okay. All right. So sounds, sounds really good. Um, so we're wrapping up this interview, um, but I did have a few more questions for you. So what projects are you looking forward to in the future? I know you're just now getting here um, just a couple of months ago, a few months ago, but what, what, what do you think is on the horizon for us? Yeah, you know, like you said, I, I haven't been here long, so I'm still learning a lot. Um, but I'm really looking forward to unearthing some of the great success stories of our mentors, of our students, of people involved in the program, and really getting those out there. Um, you know, I think it's a really cool thing to be able to see yourself in somebody else's experience. Um, and I think there's a lot of students out there who could really benefit from from hearing that, from hearing what other people, other students like them are going through or dealing with. Um, so I'm mm -hmm. really excited to get that stuff out there because I think there's a lot there. All right, sounds so exciting. And then um, what piece of advice would you give to um, anyone who's either interested in the program or you know, um, studying and, and, and need a little bit of help? What would you say? Yeah, you know, this is a, I thought about this question a lot and what I would say, and because there's so many pieces of advice that you can give and you hear how many graduation speeches and they tell you all these cliche things, but, you know, I really uh, distilled mm -hmm. it down to, to one thing, um, kind of like what I tell my kids when they're trying vegetables for the first time, try everything once and then try it one more time, you know, do the same thing with your classes or with, you know, getting out there and meeting people or having conversations, you know, try it. And then try it again. Hopefully yeah. it'll work out. It will work out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just the one and done. You, you, you advocate going the extra mile and try it one more time just to make sure you don't like it or exactly. do it. And then see how, how, how it all shakes out from there. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. That sounds like a great piece of advice for all of us. Thank you so much, Katie, for coming on and um, sharing with us. It's been a pleasure um, Thank having you, you on. You're welcome. All right. Thank you, Rashad, for those great interviews. What's next on the podcast? All right. Well, next, we'll be talking to the boss. <laughs> 
No, actually, um, next time we'll be talking to our, our mentorship coordinator. She's kind of like the matchmaker of the program. She matches up the mentors and the mentees and makes sure everybody's happy with one another. So that's kind of what she does. Uh, but then we'll talk with some students and some other mentors about the program and, you know, their outlook on things. Excellent. So join us next time for episode two, Mentorship or How Not to Reinvent the Wheel. And please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends we're beginning this exciting new venture. Mm -hmm. Before we go, we'd just like to take the time to thank the Learning Ally staff for supporting the launch of College Knowledge and all of our funders and stakeholders. Our programming director, who is Mary Alexander. The script was written by Kristen Wachucki, whom we heard from earlier. The show's audio engineer is Abigail Shaw. And our social media distributor is Katie Otagio. So thank you goes out to all of you guys for helping us put this on.